Hey everybody, it's JT. What is on your holiday meal shopping list? Well, I would suggest Painted Hills Natural Beef. It is some of the best beef in the world. And your friends and family will be thanking you for a long time if you serve Painted Hills Natural Beef for your holiday meals. And now you can buy it online just by going to PaintedHillsBeef.com. Use the code BBQNATION at checkout and save yourself 15% on your order. Give Painted Hills Natural Beef a place on your table this holiday season. This is Barbecue Nation After Hours, the conversation that took place after the show ended. Hey everybody, it's JT, and this is a special version of Barbecue Nation. It is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Hey, everybody. Welcome to After Hours here on Barbecue Nation. I'm JT. Today, uh, we've got my co-host eating a ham sandwich. Um, <laughs> what is her name? Oh, Leanne Whippen, broken, <laughs> as we affectionately call her, Broken Screen. And we've got uh, Dr. Ray, Dr. Barbecue Ray Lampy uh, with us today. Ray, how many books have you written? I was joking in the show. I said like 400 or something, but... It's only nine. It's only nine. Only nine. Oh and my in god! In theory, I'm working on number ten, but I'm really not working on it very hard. Uh, it, it the industry's changed. You know, I, I was lucky to get in when, uh, and you can ask any cook, legit cookbook author. The, we we just get paid pretty well for this. I had a, you know, I'll, I'll tell you where my starts. I, I'm looking around for something to do, and and uh, I was writing a column for Dave Dewitt for Fiery Foods Magazine. And Dave called me one day and said, hey, you know, you're pretty good at this writing stuff. And I really had no idea that I, to this day, I can't type and I've written nine books. But he said, hey, I've got an opportunity to write a barbecue book and they think they want you to do three. And I can't do it because I'm under contract for, he was writing the spicy food lovers Bible, which was a big deal. And I said, sure, I'll give that a try. Well, it was a good paying thing. So we, I did the first one. They liked what I did. I wrote three for them people. And then my agent, this is probably, 2007 or so and i have a nice agent a good literary agent in new york and he said well you know there's boy there's so many barbecue books out there that it's probably not good to try to write another one so but we need to find something else for you because you're kind of good at this and you're on a roll they know you now and you know you turn them in on time which apparently is a big deal like turning the book in on time is yeah it is a big deal yeah it is so i finally do it and so he said well I said, what else do you do? And I said, well, how about tailgating? And he said, well, I don't know. Let me see. We asked the publisher. They said, uh, well, you know, boy, it'd be nice if you had a partner like the NFL or something. So he cold called the NFL and they said, yes. And uh, <laughs> I wrote the NFL book. And and then from there, I by then, you know, after four books, I kind of knew how to write cookbooks. So they gave me ideas to, you know, would say, hey, what about the a book about ribs, chops, and steaks and wings, or what about the beginner's guide to barbecue? And and so I was really lucky along the way. And but every one of those paid pretty well. Well, the the industry has changed so much. The self-publishing, publishing on demand, the the influx of all the influencers that really want to write books so bad that they will do it for pretty much no money. Right. And and I, you know, I'm just priced out of that. I, I've had a good career at that. So it's really hard right now. I, I'll probably do one more just to say I did 10, but um, it's just not a very, you know, unfortunately for me, this is what I do for a living and this is how I pay my bills. And mm. I, I compete with a lot of people who that's not, they have another job or the family has another job or, right. or something and they, they write books for no money and the market's flooded with them. And it's pretty hard to do for me. I, 
I just don't have much interest in it. So it's really been, I've seen a whole, uh, you know, boy, I sound like the guy telling everybody to get off their lawn on all these subjects, but you hang around long enough, it's kind of what it becomes. Well, it's okay, because I can tell you from sitting in this chair for, this is the seventh year of this show, and we've done pretty well with it and all that. Right. But I interview a lot of authors, and because I find them interesting, and I want to know their backgrounds and stuff. And I'll tell you, I'm not going to mention any names, but I have interviewed out of all these years, probably three that I knew that they had no idea what they were really doing on a barbecue. They wrote a book. It was a good looking book, nice pictures, simple recipes like that. But when you actually talk to them about the cooking aspect of it, they, you know, we're here and they were way back there. So, I, and I don't want to insult anybody, nor do I want to embarrass them. So that's why I'm not saying it, but it's pretty easy to tell when I, when I talk to you, for example, right. Cause you've been on the show now, I don't know, four or five times over the years, uh, you always get right to it and you get great explanations. And then you say, and if you don't do it this way, this can happen and you don't want this to happen. Okay. And that's what a good author does explains it to them. So there you go. Um, mm -hmm. I, I I know what you're talking about because you can, they can say, well, heck, I've, I've got 15 or 20,000 followers on Instagram. I should write a book. You know, you're 22 years old and you maybe you're barely out of college and you haven't even lived yet. I think right, I'm getting off track here, so I'll shut up in a second. But one thing that makes good authors is life experiences. Absolutely. You know, when I first... I got my book to my deal to write this first book and, and they liked it and they wanted me to write two more. And I was talking to my agent and I was like, I'm really surprised at this. Why me? Why would they want me to write all these books? And he said, you're an expert on the subject. And I really hadn't thought about it. Yeah. But I was 45 years old and I'd been doing it since I was 25. And I was still in, obsessed in the middle of the whole passion of the thing. And I was an expert on it and I didn't really think about it. You know, I, I also had the ability to write, they told me in my words. So like reading my book sounds like you're talking to me, which is a mm -hmm. gift that I never knew I had. And I, not something I don't think you can acquire. So between those two things, I was able to write books. I never, I never crossed my mind that that was the, where I was. Mm -hmm. Well, we're going to get Leanne a, a cookbook here. One of these days. I'm um, yeah, I, since it doesn't pay, see that—that's how I roll. That's how, that's how you roll. <laughs> Perfect gig for you, Leanne. <laughs> Ray, your your website says uh, about your about the restaurant. It says modern American barbecue. So when you say modern American, I'm just kind of get the phraseology down here. Are you talking about barbecue skills and menus and recipes and that, that you've acquired say since the seventies versus going back to the caveman era or what, how did that come about? I found it really fascinating. I liked it, but I was just like modern barbecue. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. People don't talk about me and modern very often, these days. <laughs> but, but what it was, was, you know, the people that own the restaurants, it's, it's, I'm a partner on that restaurant, but they've got a half dozen restaurants total. And we, they, you know, they don't just do this on the fly. When we decided we were going to do this, we went and ate in our normal travels, but also we made specific trips to go see what was going on out there in barbecue restaurants. And we ran into these, this new wave of 
restaurants. Q39, uh, poor Rob just passed, but, but he, he broke a lot of ground in Kansas City because Rob was a chef. He was a, a, a Hilton chef when I met him, and he was doing the KCBS thing, and then he switched. He quit his job and opened Q39. Well, again, he was a legit Hilton chef when he did that versus a barbecue guy that doesn't really know how to run a restaurant. And he changed everything. It was really a nice place with nice side dishes and, mm -hmm. and everything came out perfect and nicely plated and good service. And we really liked that. And we found more restaurants like that around the country. And it, and it's really how it struck us as this was modern barbecue. It was good barbecue, but served in a modern way at a nice place. You could get a fancy cocktail, you get some dessert, you get served. Uh, we set our restaurant up so when you walk in, there's a block with a guy cutting meat right there. So it looks like you're about to get in line and order, but that's not what happens. You go sit yeah. down and we bring you a nice glass of whiskey and, and a nice server takes care of you and a comfy chair. So that's what we thought of. Uh, there was a place called Green Bench in Chicago. Leanne was one of the people that originally did that uh, her mm -hmm. Q restaurant, which uh, unfortunately it, it didn't work out long-term for her. But when it was happening, it was a, groundbreaking thing it was in a high rent district of chicago in a fancy restaurant and leanne cooking barbecue that was the first restaurant where she put competition cooked ribs, ribs on the menu yeah. at jacked up price and it was your number one menu item right yep we had house ribs and then we did the competition ribs at an exorbitant price and we'd sell out of the competition ribs they had wow. remember you had the, she had this little cart if you bought a whole pork shoulder they yeah. blew it out there and Leanne would come and break it down for you for a few hundred dollars. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, to me, that's, you know, that's what heck, we, we, you know, it's a secret. And maybe you may not know this. The whole point of that was to make money. So yeah. what the heck, why would you make a little bit of money when you make a lot? So we saw restaurants like that and it was a huge influence on us that that's how you could do it. So to me, it's still barbecue is barbecue. You don't change the barbecue. You know, the roots of what it is is right. the same. And that's what we learned our lesson. We've, if anything, we, well, that's the dumb and down part. But, but that was really, and the restaurants, you know, we got a really nice restaurant. They spent a lot of money on it and it's pretty cool looking. Um, but it, it still feels like a barbecue restaurant. We had some um, barbecue restaurants, a couple of them up here that COVID killed. They, and it was just by sheer bad timing. You know, mm. that they uh, a guy had one guy in particular um, had spent some time in Texas. He'd gone to um, uh, Texas A&M's, you know, brisket class and all that kind of stuff. And he was he was very much into it, but he spent a bunch of money for build outs and stuff on a restaurant. And as you know, you know, those are usually leasehold improvements if you leave. So you don't get to take them with you, but, um, you know, his menu was fine. It wasn't anything super special, but it was fine. His food was fine. Uh, but he just didn't make it. And I think that, I think that once we get by all this COVID stuff, especially up North where I live, you guys in Florida have, taken a different perspective on how to deal with these things. And I've talked frequently with my wife about moving to Florida, you know, mm -hmm. but, the, but the point is you're, you're very pro business down there. You like to see things happen and you've got good, good barbecue people like yourself and Leanne. So, you know, things are creative and you can do that up here. It's, 
you know, when you're in the tundra, you both lived in Chicago, you know what it's like, the difference there. Mm-hmm. It works. Um, well, you're going to have to come here and we'll go to Ray's place because it's an excellent restaurant and it's it's really beautiful. So I'm planning on it. I'm planning yeah. on it. Um, what's the when you're you're in the restaurant business? And I know I asked Leanne this question when she was a guest on the show and not my co-host. But what's the toughest thing or the worst thing about owning your own restaurant, Ray? <laughs> Well, I don't really know because I, I've been really blessed on this project. Uh, I've avoided the restaurant business my whole life. The, the, there were many opportunities, many times when that was the obvious thing for me to do. And I always resisted it because I just knew it was so high risk, uh, especially barbecue restaurants in the past. These days, barbecue restaurants, uh, they seem to hang around pretty good because yeah. there's, you know, there's room for, we used to talk about, how could there be 50 Chinese restaurants in this town or only one barbecue restaurant? You know, there's room for more. Uh, but I avoided it heavily. The only rest other barbecue restaurant I've ever worked for before this one is Justin Timberlake's restaurant in New York. I got a call by from a guy one day and said uh, he wanted to, they had opened, they had, we were open and there was a mess and they didn't know what to do because they had a line out the door because Justin, his name was on it. And he had yeah. promoted it. And they called me and I went up there and I helped them. But that was really as a consultant and more much like what I do with this restaurant. Um, I, I'm not there all the time. You know, I'm just the, the face, but trust me, I keep an eye on things. This one has got my name on it. So I keep an eye on it and I'm there oh, all sure. the time. Sure. But I don't go there and work every day. And, and it, you know, it's, there's other people that know how to run restaurants that do run it day to day. So I'm really lucky in that regard. So I, you know, I, my goal always was to not be in the restaurant business. And if I was going to do it with some really good people to help run it. And that's where I am. Uh, good for you. Um, Leanne, you want to jump in here on anything? Well, I think he, he does know, even though he might not be in the operations itself, but it's the people you, mm-hmm. you see the turnaround and the frustrations and, um, and Ray, you're aware of that because you do work with the pit masters that are there and you see the turnover and it's frustrating. So, um, well, you know, I always say that, but I am five years into this project. So yeah, <laughs> I may not have been a very experienced restaurant guy when I started, but I have been around it for five years. So, yeah. and I, I mean, I, I honestly care, you know, I say that, yes, it's someone else's, they actually own the building and, and they're responsible for the day-to-day running it. But don't think I don't care and put my two cents in and sure, and, you know, know what's going on. That's because your face is on the side of the building. Right? <laughs> and, it's, and in the hallway and on the statue and on the mugs. <laughs> on the mugs. Just, just, as, just as long as it's not in the bathroom. Yeah, uh, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm aware of. Okay. But, you know, I, 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 I say that all the time that I'm not a restaurant guy, but I'm, I've been self-employed since I was 18 years old. You know, I catch on pretty quick and I know how to make stuff work, whether it be the trucking business or the the uh, food truck business or cookbook and sure. restaurants. Sure. Um, let's have some fun here. Do you remember the worst place you ever cooked, Ray? Oh, my God. It, <laughs> there's been some bad ones, that's for sure. <laughs> um, I did, once did a cooking class in a gravel, nasty, dirty gravel parking lot in detroit 
with like we had to we had to keep fighting off the homeless guys and <laughs> criminals and stuff that were trying to come in and we had all our cookers across but there was a brewery there that was the attraction to us so we did it right there and uh it, it was i mean we were filthy when we got done and uh and hung over and <laughs> and had chased away a whole lot of homeless guys so i'd say that might have been it uh that could be it if we put your life and life skills to music what music would it be <laughs> uh, maybe aqua lung <laughs> you know that ray and i are close to the same age if you're talking about jethro toll there there you go well one of the so when we, we bought our giant smoker and so we want to give it a name and we're bouncing names around and i, I suggested cross-eyed mary i thought that was really yeah. a cool name you know an old jethro toll song and and they said well was she a prostitute and I said, ah, oh, you know, yeah, I think she was. We better not use that name. <laughs> Leanne, well, I don't know if I've ever asked you that question. What would, with your life and your skills and what you're doing, what music, what music would be? Uh, you know, that, that question that you ask everyone um, stumps everyone. Ray's the first one that's kind of answered that question because right. I, I find it kind of, um well here's you know you just gotta make know. some shit up on the fly I mean, yeah I, I didn't really yeah. think that through i just i just threw something out there well he got <laughs> he got a right answer though he's talking about jethro tull you know i started out in, in this world in this business as a rock and roll dj in los angeles when i was 18 so i mean you're talking jethro tull bob seeger uh you know um Motor City Madman and all those guys, you know. I'm thinking Leanne. I'm thinking some Barry Manilow for her. Are oh my god! Ah! <laughs> no. How about Abba? No. No. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a little bit of a metalhead, so none of that's going to fall into play. <laughs> uh, okay. okay. All right. All right. We'll we'll move on. Uh, Ray, would you describe yourself as? Corn fed or grass fed? I'm corn fed, definitely. Yeah, so I'm clearly corn fed. Yeah. Okay. Me too. Okay. Oh, you are not. I am. You're about as big as a button. Come on. <laughs> she eats though. She does eat. I'll give her that. Well, I <laughs> but she doesn't seem to keep it. You know. Well, no. I I just uh, it it's I don't eat a lot all the time. I'm selective. <laughs> Do you just keep eating though? I mean, little bits and just keep eating. Yeah, I'm I'm one of those people. Yeah, you're a grazer. Except when I go out to eat at a restaurant, it's game on. Very okay. <laughs> well, I was going to say if you're a grazer, then you're definitely grass fed. Okay, <laughs> so how about that? Um, we'll we'll swing back to this one. The biggest change that you think Ray that should be made in competition barbecue. Oh, it's kind of too late. The, the, you know, <laughs> the hogs out of the barn or whatever that saying is. Uh, you can't change it now. The guys have invested in these trailers where they are sitting up in there cooking their barbecue. And, you know, and they, the, you can't stop them from buying that meat. They're not doing anything wrong. I was fussing one day about the, the money muscles, you know, how that was right. just such a big deal. And Darren Worth said to me, well, you're the one who taught me how to do it. <laughs> so, oh, you know, oops. we were, we were, 
Now we, I was butterflying a pork butt and cutting the end off, you know, a few muscles after, after it was cooked. I, we didn't take it to the level we did. We do now. I took this week, I cut them off at my house on Wednesday and trimmed them up and they were beautiful little pork roasts, you know? And so it, it kind of got, it swung a little further away than what I would have anticipated, but I, I don't think there's much you can do about it now. I mean, the good news is people, people somehow understand that there's competition barbecue and then there's real barbecue. And right. it's just too bad to me. I mean, it'd be nice if we could have all had one thing. Cause I tend to think that there's a whole lot of really good competition barbecue cooks that don't quite understand what real barbecue is. Okay. Boxers or briefs, right? Um, I wear them like half boxer briefs. Okay. Luth makes the, <laughs> there you like go. Made out of brief material, but they're kind of shaped like boxers. Yeah. There boxers. you go. I'm going to say boxers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me, you or me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a thong guy. You're a thong guy. Oh my <laughs> Not really. Doing some serious. <laughs> my sister-in-law always says doing some serious flossing when they're wearing a thong. Yeah. Uh, um, well, this is for you, Ray. Dire Straits or Justin Timberlake? It was Justin Bieber, but I threw Timberlake in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I probably listened to more Dire Straits in my life, but JT's my man. There you mm -hmm. go. There you go. There you go. Okay, what is the worst? We're almost done here. What What's the worst concert that you ever attended? Do you remember? Most of my bad ones, I don't remember them. So Yeah, it was uh, Ted Nugent in the, in the 70s and it was the first time I tried mescaline. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it didn't go that well. Yeah, yeah. I did, uh, wasn't the first concert, but we did Doobie Brothers, Dave Mason, and Blue Oyster Cult in Santa Barbara. Oh, I did. Yeah, I went to Blue Oyster Cult. Yep. Yeah, and uh, this guy hauled me up from school. I I didn't have a car, so came in from L.A., went up there. He had this cooler, and I remember like the first five songs of Dave Mason. And after that, I don't, I, next thing I know, we were back in the apartment building in LA. So there you go. I mean, it was, those were it was fun a different time. time. It was a different time. It was a different time. Um, how much barbecue do you eat on a regular basis? I know Leanne eats constantly all day long, but mm -hmm. you know, how much do you eat, Ray? Um, yeah, pretty much. I, I, you know, I'm at the restaurant if I'm hungry. I mean, I got to be trying stuff. I'm always wanting to test things. And, and I have to host a lot of people that come into town, either old friends or, you know, writers or you yeah. name it for all kinds of stuff. So, uh, yeah, quite a bit. I, 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 what I find myself doing at our restaurant anyway, I, I, I've lost the passion to get to town and find the local best barbecue restaurant. I, I've lost that passion. We get to town now. I'm just not that interested. Um, but, but at our restaurant, what I'll do is, so I'll eat the turkey and ribs like a couple of times and maybe I'll have a burger and stay away from the brisket. So then next week, kind of got a taste for the brisket. So I'll have sure. that once or twice. And so I kind of, you know, I try to, instead of eating everything, you know, like a nice spread every time, which I could, then I'd get tired of everything. So I kind right. of find myself, <laughs> our burger's really good too. So I, I have the burger if nobody's looking. Okay. Um, I'm going to make Leanne drive me over there when I come to town. Yes. Visit you. We will, you. we will do that. Uh, last thing. Any advice you would give people 
that are just starting. And this doesn't even have to be for competition people. I'm just saying people that, you know, they they've been to other people's homes. They've been to barbecue restaurants, Ray, whatever they like it. They're thinking about getting a grill. They're thinking about, you know, throwing their hat in the ring a little bit on the on the deck or the back porch. What would you tell them? Advise We're just going to cook at home. The mistake I see guys making all the time is they just watch videos for a month. You know, I, I used to talk to a guy, he just bought his new grill, but he's going to wait till next month to cook on it. Cause he's going to watch all these videos and read everything. Yeah. It's like, why don't you just buy some meat and throw it on there and see what happens? You know, you yeah. might learn something that way as opposed to trying to watch every video. And, and then they get confused because they find 20 different ways to cook a brisket. And I don't really don't know what to do. And I, and I, I think that's a mistake. Just buy, you know, don't buy anything too expensive. Buy some chicken thighs or pork yeah. chops and cook them and see what happens. Absolutely. I think that's the big mistake people make. Competition guys, well, I think it's most of them are pretty much on it these days. But I met some guys over the weekend getting ready to get started. And I told them, find one of the guys that's winning and take their class and do that. Because yep. it's just the, the learning from the ground up would cost you a lot of money. And it's not going to be that fun. And you're probably going to lose interest before you get good at it. So uh, unfortunately there, it's the opposite answer. I say, uh, you know, spend the money, take somebody's good class. And, sure. And, you know, unfortunately you got to conform and do what everybody else is doing. Nope. You got to do that. Ray, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you and have you on the show. And, and I, I'm got great faith that you're keeping an eye on Leanne for me down there in Florida. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm keeping an eye on him. I think well, well, I must say time flew. That was a that I re, that was a great interview, right? Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me you guys. I can mm -hmm. I can tell you luckily Leanne and I are both a little older and we we can't quite hit it like we used to. I get that. <laughs> That's I, for I, sure. I get that. When when I quit drinking for the most part the value of scotch went right in the toilet um <laughs> we'll be back next week with another edition of after hours again i want to thank ray lampy and my co-partner here uh, leanne whippen for being with us today and remember our motto again turn it don't burn it get out there and cook something and have some fun people talk to you later <laughs>